Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Here we go. It is the Friday morning good time edition of the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up, how we fared on our best bets, including what we learned last night in the NBA with an incredible last second shot from the reigning MVP that we will talk about. At 620, we jump right into the NFL and look at the most important games of the weekend as we get you set for the playoffs. Then another peek at Monday's National Championship game in college football comes your way at 640. During the 7 o'clock hour, our our favorite six NFL games of the weekend, followed by a full slate of NBA picks and leans at 720. And finally, at 8 o'clock, our favorite picks from pro football, including P.J. Glasser handing out his favorite plays at 820. Then maybe, if I'm in a good mood, if Chelsea's in a good mood, we'll let the doctor chime in at 845. Chelsea, man, I just got set and ready to go on this Friday. How you doing? Good morning. I'm glad it's the Friday. Good times. Feeling great. Amazing day. Um, <laughs> you know, wonderful times edition. What was the tagline right. again? I've got to memorize it. I, You got it again. You nailed it. Oh, good. it's the Friday morning. Good time edition. You were right there. Oh, OK. I just added a few things. A little addition just a few words. here and there. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I like the, the positivity rolling into a Friday. And I was just thinking, God, it's been a long week. 
but we didn't even work on Monday. You didn't even work on Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm thinking nope. if this week felt long, how's it going to feel next week? So as soon as the positive vibes entered my mind, they also left the chat as well. Because I was thinking, God, next week's going to be terrible. And it's January, which is all you have to say to put me in a bad mood. But it is the Friday Good Times edition. So we do have that going for us. That's right. We're going to have a great time this morning. I got to calm down. I had the worst anxiety dream. And I know I read one time on the Internet that people don't care about your dreams. They don't care. So that's always haunted me. Like, why am I telling this story? <laughs> but you will appreciate this. It's very quick. I always have these broadcasting anxiety dreams. And I had a dream that someone was writing me a baseball highlight. And it said, 50 to 8. And I was like, what the hell is this? How am I supposed to decipher this? And we're like, well, Mookie Betts is 50. 2 is a double. And he hit it to center field. Because eight is the designation for center field. I'm like, I'm supposed to figure that out on the fly. You got to write some words. Use your words. And I was so angry that I was deciphering a highlight that was nothing but numbers. And then I woke up and I'm like, oh, just a dream. So dumb. So I got to calm down because I've been riled up all morning because that dumb dream. It's wild to me how if you have a dream where you're mad at somebody, you wake up and you're mad. Like I do this to my yes. husband all the time where I have a dream that like he did something stupid and I wake up and I'm like, God, you're an idiot. Uh, but he's not, he's my husband and he's awesome. And he didn't do anything. It was simply in my dream. I don't think I've had a dream in a while. Does that mean I'm sleeping yeah. really poorly or really well? Cause I'm not remembering our dreams or remembering my I dream, I should say. I think it means you're sleeping well. I'd rather not have dreams. How often, what is the ratio of waking up after a great dream and being like, oh, I can't believe it wasn't real versus waking up and being like, holy crap, I'm glad I didn't get stabbed like I thought, or I'm glad I wasn't running away or falling off a cliff. I feel like that happens to people all the time. Good dreams are much rarer than bad dreams, I think. I have a lot of mad dreams, like dreams that... Yeah. They're not a lot happening. They seem really realistic because obviously every time you're okay. in a dream, something completely off the wall happens. You're like, oh, have you ever noticed that? It seems logical at the time. It's like bad decisions. They seem great at the time, but then you look uh -huh. back and you're like, why did I ever think that? Uh, I haven't had a dream in a while. I don't know if it's having to do with the fact that our sleep schedule is kind of wonky because that's the thing. I don't sleep in long stretches. I go to bed kind of late. I will take a nap during the day, but I'm not having a lot of dreams these days. You're having mad dreams? What are you dreaming about? You wake up and you're like, oh, that was a nice ham sandwich I made. Or, whew, that took me a long time to pour that glass of milk. <laughs> What's a mad you dream? You just don't make sense and there's like nothing oh, that yeah. really happens. Like yeah. that's what my dreams are. Like I'm glad I'm not having night terrors because I know people oh, have God. those. Um, but no, mine are like, oh, we went to the mall and like Blake got some dipping dots and, you know, <laughs> her aunt was there and you're like, wow, that's not uh, abnormal at all, even though she doesn't live here. So it's just like random dreams. And again, I feel like people probably don't care about my random dreams. So maybe we should stick to reality. Well, I'll tell you what the reality is. The reality is. We, I'm talking about you and me, not the donkster, crushed it last night. Yeah. Flawless victory. Um, 
flawless victory. <laughs> Sounds like it would be in a dream, right? From Mortal Kombat, if you're having like a 90s dream. <laughs> yes. And you're at the arcade and you're like, Mortal Kombat, who's going to step up and beat me? No one. Uh, yes, that's exactly how I talked when I was, you know, nine years old at the Family Fun Center. And they're like, wow, that Chelsea girl is kind of intimidating. That was my personality back then. Have you ever had a stage in your life where you kind of go away from your childhood personality? I feel like you've been probably the same person your whole life. But I kind yeah. of went away from like the way that I was when I was like, you know, till I was 10. I was more like I am now. But there was a stage when I was trying to be a people pleaser and trying to be like, oh, people told me to be more like a cheerleader. So I tried to do uh -huh. like that fake positive stuff. Now, no more of that. But when I was like eight and nine, I was not a force to be messed with. Oh, I bet that's right. No, I you're absolutely right. I've always kind of been the same person and I always just want to talk to everybody. I just kind of I'm like a butterfly. Am I, if I'm in a big group, I just kind of bounce around to everyone. <laughs> And I want to talk to everyone. And I never really, I never thought that people noticed that about me until I was at my high school reunion a long time ago. And I was talking with some of my close friends from kindergarten that I'm still on a text thread with. And I talked to them for, I don't know, about five, 10 minutes. And I was dying to talk to so many different people. And one of my best friends, as I start to walk away, looks at everyone and goes, there he goes. Like he just, he just knew like, that's what he, that's what he does. He's going to bounce around. He has to talk to everyone. And so, yeah, I've always kind of been that person, but you, I bet you were, oh my God, before you were told to be a cheerleader, watch out. I bet you were trouble. Oh, well, I wasn't told to be a cheerleader, but like, that's what people respond to. Cause people who don't know you well, they're like, man, she's cold. And I'm just like, you just got to get to know me. So in high school, yeah. I didn't really pay much attention to other people. I was solely focused on my grades and swimming and, you know, my <clears throat> goals for my life. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to our bets. I suppose we shall. Uh, I had a <laughs> Troy leg four and a half last night against Old Dominion. That was an easy winner as Troy won it 73 to 80 or excuse me 86 73 final score troy wins let's go nice job i got a couple dubs last night on the ice it's been a while since i've had a 2-0 night i feel like but i will take it blue jackets flyers under six and a half jackets win three two that was a dub lightning money line minus 130 in minnesota and the lightning went four one so Together, we go 3-0. Donkster had a loss, had the Bucks laying 9.5 in San Antonio. Bucks win, but only by 4, 125-121. But it has been a winning week on the show, Chelsea. You are a perfect 3-0. I am 3-1, and, and the Donkster is 4-2. Let go. Last night in the NBA, we've got to talk about this game. Out in Golden State, Warriors Nuggets. Game tied at 127, just a few seconds to play. Jokic has it. Clock takes, got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh, it's good. Jokic got it off in time. And the Nuggets win it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A seven-footer off the dribble. And look, he dipped it in. Call courtesy of TNT off the inbounds. Nikola Jokic takes a couple of dribbles 
past half court, a 40-foot shot off the backboard and in. He said after the game he knew it was going off the backboard and in. Easy to say, but that shot was true. He had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Aaron Gordon, 30 points. Jamal Murray with 25. And the Nuggets win their sixth straight game on the road. They cut away to Steph Curry, and he was just chewing on his mouthpiece like, I, you, this dude, again, what a shot. It must feel funny to be on the other side of one of those circus shots because how many mm-hmm. people have watched Steph Curry do this to him? And now Steph Curry gets the experience himself, courtesy of a seven-footer. It was the theme of the night because we saw all kinds of circus plays from big men in the NBA. Don't know if you saw some of the highlights from the Bucks and the Spurs game, Wimby putting mm-hmm. on a show as well. So here's my question. Do we think another big man is going to win the MVP? Because hasn't that been the theme of the NBA? What, the past five years? It's been the big man show. We haven't seen like a, what would you say, a guard? I almost said a position player, like I'm in football. Uh, We haven't seen a guard (laughs) win it in a while, it feels like. Yeah. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is the third favorite behind Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. And I will say that plays like this, can help you win the MVP. I know it's only one play, Mm -hmm. but when you talk about highlight real plays, you know how it is, Chelsea. You think back over the course of the regular season and you think about a handful of plays where you see someone make a shot like this and you say, wow, that's the best player on the planet right there. This will be at the top of every single Nikola Jokic highlight reel at the end of the season. They'll say, remember this shot against Golden State? It's going to help him. I know it sounds crazy, but it will. It's wild to me because before this game even tipped off, I saw the box score for the Bucks game, and I was like, ooh, Giannis, 44 points, 14 boards, 7 assists. He is, like, plus 1,500 to win the MVP. Why not put some money on him? And then what do you know? Mm-hmm. One of the favorites to win the MVP has almost an even better game, maybe not stats-wise, but has the highlight and the game-winning shot to kind of put a cork in what Giannis did. Do you feel like that's a factor here? If Giannis has a good night, but Jokic is like, hmm, hold my beer or hold whatever, you know, they drink in his homeland. I don't know what the national drink is, uh, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) The Slovakian national beer. I don't know what that is. Here's the thing. Yeah, huge night for Giannis. And we'll get into that in just a second. But the Bucs beat the Spurs. Nikola Jokic went into Golden State. And I know the Warriors aren't that good this year, but this was sort of that premier matchup because it's Steph versus Nikola Jokic and to win like that I mean great for Giannis he certainly has a chance as good as anyone in the world but man when you have a seven footer it's also the sight of seeing a seven foot dude dribble past half court and and hit that shot that it's the visual yeah well that seems to be the norm in the NBA these days Because I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw the highlight of Wimby doing the the behind-the-back dribble and then dunking. I had to watch this video like multiple times because he's so close to the basket that he looks like he almost doesn't get it in the basket because like the angle is just straight on. It's parallel. He's so tall. Uh, But you're right. I think this is why it is more impressive when you see these big men filling up the stat sheet. Because the thing about Nikola Jokic, he is not just your traditional big man. He is great at that role, but he also has an incredible touch. We see this on his passes. You could watch entire highlight reels of Nikola Jokic 
assists and it's something mm-hmm. to behold so i think this is another example of it and i do think it's funny that the one knock people had was willie banked it in like it still counts who <laughs> cares and also Put when you're that good you get the benefit <laughs> of the doubt this was not some scrub this is the reigning mvp you make your own luck so yeah okay fine is off the backboard guess what Nikola Jokic is always doing crazy things like this it actually doesn't surprise me. You were talking about Giannis. The Bucks stopped the Spurs in San Antonio last night, 125-121. The Spurs were getting 11.5 points. They cover. Bucks minus 600 on the money line. Total set at 248. The under hits. Giannis, 44 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. Wimby had a great night as well on his 20th birthday. 27 points and 9 rebounds. And both of these guys were super complimentary of one another after the game. Particularly Giannis, who said, man, that Wimby kid is going to be great. And yes, Giannis, you are correct. He is going to be awesome. And he was great last night. Yeah. Uh, I think the most impressive thing is the touch that he has. Because if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen that highlight of him, you know, dribbling and doing the behind the back thing, you got to do it. It's so visually impressive. Like you said, when you see people of this stature handling the ball like that, it is almost unbelievable to watch. But speaking Mm -hmm. of unbelievable, Giannis does it again. It's wild to me that he's not really in the MVP discussion because he's been in it before. I wouldn't be surprised if he creeps up the list. I think that's a very good point. Probably some value on him right now because it's Embiid, Jokic, and then SGA. Coming up in five minutes, the Bills look to finish the season with their fifth straight win and fourth straight division title, but they've got to down the Dolphins to do it. The best games from week 18 in the NFL are next. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM on the Friday morning. Good time edition. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up in just a couple minutes, can Chelsea's Titans play the role of spoiler and keep Jacksonville out of the postseason? So I did TMZ yesterday, and Ooh. I don't know if they're I don't know they're gonna have me back or not. <laughs> you say that every because time. I never know. I don't know. So what's the guy? Harvey Levin is that him? The guy that runs TMZ. So the main one. I, yeah. Yeah. So I rarely I I never watch TMZ live. Okay. So if you like TMZ live, that's great. But he and his his partner they do this show, and then. I had to choose. Here are the stories I had to choose from. One was Britney says she's not focused on music right now. Another one was Selena Gomez making out at a Lakers game with what's his name? Benny Blanco. And then there were a few others. It was some dude from Vanderpump Rules posing with a tiger and someone from Pete was upset about it. And I said, oh, God, I guess I could talk about Britney. I could also talk about Benny Blanco and Selena at the Lakers game. And that's what I was hoping I would get because the Lakers are so bad. And that's what I got. I was like, perfect. I can incorporate sports into this. But before they went to the actual topic, and of course, this is like 20, 25 seconds. It's a very quick hit. And 
they were showing Benny Blanco's jacket that he had on and it was white with like pink flowers on it. And I thought, yeah, gross. I wouldn't wear that. And Harvey Levin's like, I think it's very stylish and looks really good. I wish I could pull that off. And the first thing I said was, I hate that jacket. It reminds me of my mom's petunia garden. And I hear Harvey Levin go, oh. <laughs> so get this so old I, guy out of here. I was he was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I went off and I was like, you know what? There needs to be more making out at Lakers games. They're so bad right now. Next time I want to see tongue. I want to see more making out. I want to see a couple in the back, the mezzanine that have had too many drinks making out because it's the only reason to watch the Lakers right now. Just to go for the scene because the Lakers suck. So I got to work in oh. little sports. Yeah. What's going on? Who is this guy, Benny Blanco? I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of him until just He's now. a producer and songwriter. So he released oh. a couple, I don't know, like in 2018, he released a couple of singles that did okay. But mainly he's a very famous songwriter. He's written, I don't know how many songs for how many pop artists. He's been a part of a ton of pop songs. So I guess he's hanging out with Selena now. And of course, I had to research all of this. I knew of him. I didn't know much about him. That's the thing. When I get asked to do these things, I have to research half of the people on this list because I keep up with pop culture a little, but not nearly like TMZ does. I mean, every little thing they're following, I don't do that. So we'll see if I get asked back or not. When I'm I looking got the, at this uh, jacket. From Levin. You're right. Yeah. The jacket's not it's great. It's not great. It looks like right. something that a teen girl would wear in the 1960s. No? Yes. Like, it's very 60s, yes. right? So I wasn't trying to be a hater just for the sake of hating. I'm like, I just don't think this is a very cool jacket. You're acting like it's so great. It's not. It's, I would never, I'm not Benny Blanco. But I would say objectively, it's not the, it's not the greatest jacket I've ever seen. I think it'd be hilarious, too, if I never got asked back because I hated on a jacket worn by Benny Blanco. That'd be the perfect way to leave TMZ. Tip of the cap. He's a local. He, oh, that's right. He's from Northern Virginia. Oh. Had no idea. Resting. Yeah. How about that? No clue. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> so you guys could be buddies. You know, maybe we you could, could wear the infamous jacket and try it on for yeah. size and say, oh, well, this feels kind of nice. Maybe I'm a flower jacket guy now. Yeah. Check out this invisible robe that BetMGM never got me. Hmm. What do you think Ooh. about this? Yeah, that's right. Angry. Let's piss everybody off today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Chelsea, we got to talk a little football. It's week 18 in the National Football League. So this is it. Final game, final week of the regular season, and the games that will decide who will go on and advance into the NFL playoffs. Let's start with the Bills and Dolphins. This is probably the most compelling matchup. Bills are laying two and a half points. The Bills are minus 160 on the money line. The Dolphins are plus 130. Total set at 48 and a hook. Spread has come down since yesterday. Was Bills minus three? Money coming on the fins. Total is down a point from 49 and a half. The winner of this game wins the AFC East and gets the number two seed in the AFC. I love the Bills here. I am all over Buffalo. Go Bills. We're with you. Fight Bills. I got to learn that song because I just sing two lines every time. Double D, can you cue that up for me? I know you don't have it on hand, but if you can get me Marv Levy before the end of the show, 
And you know why? Because I am picking the Bills as one of my NFL picks this weekend. I don't care that money is coming in on Miami. I don't buy the Dolphins. They are banged up. The Bills are motivated. And Chelsea, it's weird with the Bills. They have transitioned midseason where early on they were asking Josh Allen to do everything, and they kind of peeled Go back on Bills, that little bit. for we are here to cheer for you. Go <laughs> Bills, we are your fans so true. With victory in sight, we'll yell with all our might. Yeah. So go Bills, fight Bills, go. Come on, let's win for <laughs> Buffalo. Go Bills, yeah. we're with you, fight Bills, oh we're with you, go Bills, let's win this game. We'll raise the ball, our voices high, a Bills spirit will not die, so go Bills, fight Bills, go. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh my gosh! Amazing. The incredible. I've Marv never Levy. heard he a fight that. song. Did he? Wow! Bill, yeah, Marv Levy wrote that. He that was on his show. You can hear the audience singing in the background. The yeah. whole thing to this is he said if they won a certain game, I don't remember which one it was, that he would write. That's he told right. the team he'd write them a fight song. And then he debuted it, and they're literally, it's a bunch of old white people <laughs> sitting in the audience of the Bills show, of Marv Levy's coach's show, with, like, pieces of paper that he Xeroxed, you know, mimeographed and handed out, and they're all sitting there singing along with Marv. Marv Levy. Move over Amazing. Benny Blanco. Maybe Marv Levy's <laughs> going to be making out with Selena Gomez at a Lakers game when she hears about his songwriting prowess uh but his voice i feel like like it makes it hilarious but doesn't mm -hmm. it feel like he has the exact opposite voice that you would want for like a hype song it sounds like the most oh, monotone like methodist hymn that you could ever say <laughs> doesn't it sound like a hymnal yes marv levy is 98 by the way oh man incredible I, I will say, when you talk about lovable characters in the National Football League, like Marv is one of those guys. I feel like even if you didn't like the Bills, everyone's like, yeah, it's Marv Levy. What what head coach would write a fight song like that? So for Marv and for this run that Buffalo was on, go Bills. Bills minus two and a half. <laughs> go Bills. Uh, I think this is predicated on the Dolphins injury report because if the Dolphins were 100%, I would probably be on the Dolphins here, but it's all the big names that are on the injury report. Maybe some of them play, but the bottom line, it's just they're all so banged up. Two is on the injury report. Jalen Ramsey. You look yeah. further up. Tyree Kill. Uh, I know his house caught on fire earlier this week, so that has to be unsettling. We're certainly glad he's okay. Xavier Howard, the star cornerback for the Dolphins, he's on the injury report. Bradley Chubb's not going to play. Jalen Waddle's on the injury report. Uh, so you just see all the big names for the Dolphins, and they are all on the injury report. I know it's that time of year where every team about mm -hmm. is just banged up. But it just doesn't feel like a good spot for the Dolphins. But little red flag, the fact that there is money coming in on the Dolphins. Do you think this has to do with the number, the fact that it was at three? Or do you think there's some faith in Miami playing at home here? I think there's a little bit of faith in Miami just because the Dolphins have been 
so much better, like just markedly better in Miami as opposed to on the road. But and and I'm like you, I feel like we we want to be on the right side of the money, but I just simply disagree here. And so I will happily take the Bills laying the two and a half. Maybe I'm missing something. I just don't see it for the Dolphins. Maybe it's just because they're playing at home, like you said. Well, I also have a Bills futures ticket. So I will be sitting yeah. out this game and waiting to see who wins. Because I guess I could hedge and put Dolphins mm-hmm. on the money line plus 130. I ain't going to do it, though, because I don't want to miss out on extra money if the gut instinct is right and the Bills do in this game. Let's move to Nashville, where you are. I want to get your take on this game. Jags at the Titans. The Jags are laying three and a half, down from five and a half yesterday. Jags laying minus 190 on the money line at BetMGM. The Titans are plus 155. Total set at 41, so that is up from 40. And the reason why we've seen this line shrink for Jacksonville is that Ian Rappaport from NFL Network came out and said Trevor Lawrence may not be able to go. If that happens, C.J. Beathard would start instead. The Jags can win the AFC South if they pick up the victory. If they lose, they can still make the postseason but would need some help. Are you a believer in your Titans here to cover this number? I do think the the Titans would love to play spoiler here. Will they? I don't know. I think the one thing mm-hmm. that goes in the Titans' favor is the fact that Will Levis was back at practice yesterday. So I think it's still kind of a mystery who actually starts this game. I would think it's probably going to be Ryan Tannehill because there's no reason for the Titans to risk injuring Will Levis when absolutely nothing is on the line. But this is the narrative that I keep hearing is Mike Bravel is such a competitive guy. Like, I don't see him just going out there and not playing to win. But again, the Titans have absolutely nothing to play for. In fact, they need to lose this game so they can get a higher draft pick. So I don't think I'm going to be putting my money on the Titans now, especially Mm -hmm. since this line is all the way down to plus three and a half. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's not a play on a side in this one, but we will talk about this later in the show. There is one player Mm -hmm. prop incentive that's actually one that I will be betting on. And that's DeAndre Hopkins. This game is very meaningful for D-Hop. There is $1.25 million on the line in incentives for DeAndre Hopkins. We're talking about his contract, and he has a few milestones that he is within reach. If you look at his catches, if you look at his yards, he's only 49 yards shy of a $1 million incentive for his season yardage total. And he's seven catches away for his season catches total for an extra 250000 So I feel like if you look at his props this weekend, this is one player where I feel like Ryan Tannehill feeds him the ball anyway. He had seven catches for 72 yards last week. Look at D-Hop props. Ooh, that's a good tip. I know you follow your Titans as well as anyone out there. I, I love the Titans here. I'm not a believer in what I've seen from the Jags. So... They're a team that has really sputtered and faltered with Trevor Lawrence out or hobbled, and now it looks like C.J. Beathard will go. And also, we know the story with Mike Vrabel as a dog. 24-12-2 against the spread as a dog of more than a field goal. That is the spot here. It's right there in your backyard in Tennessee. I will take more than a field goal with the Titans to play spoiler and maybe, just maybe win outright. Mike Vrabel has talked about how important it is to get a win, so... You can talk about how the the Titans won't be motivated. They're not playing for anything. 
I disagree. I think they would be happy to knock Jacksonville out or try to knock them out of the playoff race. How about in Carolina? Bucks at the Panthers. Bucks laying four and a half. Bucks are minus 225 on the money line. The Panthers are plus 185. Total set at 37 and a half. Would they win? The Bucks can win the mighty NFC South. Chelsea, I do not want to bet on this game. But if you had to, and I can tell by the look on your face, you don't want to do it either. But if you had to, what would you do? Uh, when people ask me about the NFC South, I'm like, can we talk about like Horizon League basketball? Can we talk about anything else? But I think I would lean towards the Bucks here. Like, I don't feel that great about it because mm-hmm. usually when something looks like the obvious play in the NFL, it never is. And the Panthers have covered some numbers this year. They're 5, 10, and 1 against the spread. So they've covered a few, but still not great. Uh, so yeah. I think I would lean towards the Bucks here. Obviously, they have something on the line to play for. Carolina just got absolutely smoked by the Jags, 26 to nothing. So it feels like the obvious play is the Bucks, right? <sighs> Maybe. I, I kind of think it's the Panthers. Now, I am not going to put money on the Carolina Panthers. Let me make that abundantly clear. But this line seems short to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And money is coming in on Carolina. Early in the week, this was Bucks minus five and a half. Now it's Bucks minus four and a half. And Carolina has covered three straight games at home. Bryce Young has been better at home than on the road. Let me make this clear. This is a stay away. But I might actually lean Carolina, though. (laughs) Give me another game. Any game. Even the Horizon League, like you were talking about, Chelsea. It is a no play. Coming up next year on the show, college football's national championship comes down to a very simple handicap. Do you support khaki pants or not? One final look at Monday's big game is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Double D, you gotta turn it up, buddy. I need a little juice. You like it a juice? It is a daily tip. Thank you, Al, for something I I'm Jake. She is Chelsea. We are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the east. Coming up, I love Michigan. Double D loves Washington. And Chelsea is right there in the middle. We will debate Monday's national championship game in Houston. And Chelsea, I was reading that the ticket market for national championship game tickets is diving because all the Texas fans who were hoping that the Longhorns would advance thought, oh, my God, this is in Houston. We're buying these tickets at an absurd rate, home field advantage potentially, then Texas loses, and now – all of these Texas fans are trying to unload these tickets, so the market is dropping. I had a buddy of mine who posted on the bulletin board I always talk about, and he said, hey, I've got four tickets. I bought them for four grand a piece. I'd be happy to part with them for 3500 
And I was like, oh, my God. I got to tell you, I came close to buying a ticket. I came very close. I didn't do it. I tried to get a press credential. That didn't work out. And then I thought, I might just have to do it. I might just have to bite it. Just bite the bullet and go down on my own if Texas advances. Now, of course, I don't have to make that decision. But looking back, I'm glad I didn't do it because those tickets are going to be tough to offload. Whew. That was a big bet on the Longhorns. You know, it sure wasn't was. a bet outright, but that guy was betting on Texas to advance, and he lost that bet. It. Like, that's how you look at it in the gambling yeah. world. Would you ever go to the game, even if your team wasn't playing in it? Because, I don't know, if you're a fan of football, say, all right, well, I have these really pricey tickets. Yeah. I could sell a couple of them and just go myself and, like, have yeah. me a good old time and, like, root for maybe the team that beat us who are you rooting for like when it comes to fan math if a team beats you in the semifinals do you root for that team to win uh, so people say oh well that was the best team you know texas lost to the best team or do you root for the other side and say god i hate washington no i don't i think washington is and that was proven it was close but i think washington is a better team than texas i'd like to see washington win it and I like I like Michigan. I do. But I I would like to see Washington pull it off. I don't think they're going to. My handicap is that Michigan is going to win this game. I think Michigan is the best team in the country, has been all season. We've seen that. And we can debate that. But I would like to see Washington win. There's no shame. First of all, there's no shame in losing in the semifinal of the college football playoff. But I would it would be nicer to say, hey, we lost to the eventual national champions, you know? So go Washington. Why not? Double D, I, Double D loves Washington. I love Michigan. We have gone back and forth on how this game is going to play out. And right now, the Wolverines are favored by four and a half points. Let me pose the same question to you. If a team beats you, do you get angry at that team and you say, screw you guys, hope you get crushed? Or do you root for them and say, well, at least we lost to the champs? I think the correct answer in fan math is you root for the team that beat you. So you can say, well, we lost to the eventual national champions. You know, what are you going to do? Only if that team is not your rival and only if that team was not running their mouth. Because I do feel like there are certain situations where you can't root for this team. Like think about, you know, if it was two teams from the SEC and say they're like rivals uh, and they play in a semifinal game they're still not going to be rooting for their rival in the national championship game. So I think most of the time, 90% of the time, you should be rooting for the team that beat you. Unless it's 10% of the time you played a rival. Yeah, that's true. I would love to be able to say, hey, we won the Big 12. We lost to our arch rival, a top 25 team, in the final 15 seconds of the game. And then our other loss was to the eventual national champion. That is pretty solid. I will take that every single time. So yesterday we were debating what is going to happen in this game. And again, Michigan laying four and a half. Michigan is minus 190 on the money line. Washington is plus 155. Total is now 56 and a hook. So up from 55 and a hook. I have given my spiel on Michigan. And I'll do it again perhaps later. I want Double D to come in at some point. And I think he got cut off yesterday. We got to make sure this guy gets his full speed. Oh, look at this guy bowing up behind the microphone. He's all ready to go. All right, Double D. We were a victim of time yesterday, and I feel like you had to rush your analysis, which isn't fair because I went on for like 
14 minutes. And then we're like, Double D, give us your analysis in 20 seconds. So tell me why you think Washington is going – you think Washington is going to win outright, correct? Absolutely, 100%. I think Washington's going to win outright. They, they have the more talented team as far as offenses go. I, I, I'll say this much. You are right about the defense. But here's the thing. Everybody's been saying this all year long. Washington's defense is going to let them down. Washington's defense is going to let them down. But when it counts the most, this defense has a tendency to show up and make plays, whether it be against Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Washington State, against Texas. I mean, Texas was having their way moving up and down the field. But when it, I don't care what happens between the 20s, 20 to 20, I don't care. Inside that red zone, for some reason, that Washington team does seem to get a little more, a little more mean, a little more aggressive, and it, it, and they do tend to to hold people to field goals and what have you. So I, I think the defense, yeah, may give up a lot of yards, but inside that twenty, if you're only giving up field goals against an offense that, that is this elite, that you're not going to stop every single time. Yeah, you might stop them here and there, but you're not going to stop them from scoring touchdowns every single time. That's what it's going to come down to to me, and I think Washington's defense is good enough to hold Michigan to field goals. So, Chelsea, you were in the middle yesterday. I'm on one side, Double D's on the other, and you're like, I'm not quite sure. Overnight, have you changed your opinion? Do you lean one way or the other now? Well, I'm in the middle when it comes to a money line play. I think I am on right. points in Washington because I think this is a great team that is built to come from behind. So if they're in that scenario, because I am 100% with you when it comes to Michigan in the trenches. This is a very physical team that has been used to standing the line of scrimmage. But I will point out this. Washington's offensive line actually won the award for best offensive line in the country. I didn't even know that. I found that out yesterday. So maybe we should be giving this offensive line for Washington a little bit more credit. But when it comes to the college game, it feels to me when you have a fantastic quarterback and multiple NFL caliber receivers, this is the cheat code. Like look at the years where LSU had Joe Burrow and all of that talent at wide receiver. That offense was unstoppable. And I'm not saying Washington is those years LSU or comparable because that was one of the best teams in college football history. But still, you get what I mean. I feel like no matter how good a secondary is in college, the depth just isn't there, especially when Mm -hmm. it's more than one star receiver. Because David brought this up the other day. Did Michigan stop Marvin Harrison Jr.? No, they absolutely did stop him. You know, he had a, a monster game. They did win that game. But how about when there's more than one star receiver? How is that going to go for you? So I feel like this is just a team that is more than capable of playing from behind. And that's what you want when you're taking the points with a team, when it's more than a field goal. So I think I'll take the points with uh, Washington. That way I have more than one outcome covered. I think there's a chance that Washington wins on the money line. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a chance that they can keep it close enough to at least cover the four and a half. I believe that the Michigan defense will not dominate this game. I know Double D believes Washington will get stops between the 20s or outside the 20s in the red zone. 
I think it's Michigan that is going to get those stops. And you're right about Marvin Harrison Jr. However, the key to me, the key to this game is Washington not being able to stop Michigan defensively. Washington does not have the defense. In the college football semifinal versus Texas, Texas fumbled the ball twice. Texas did not play good football. They were off kilter on offense, never really put it together. And Texas still had a chance to win that game at the end of the game on the final play. Texas never led during that game. And Texas still had a chance to win because the Washington defense could not stop them even at 60, 65%. And you talk about Ohio State. Yes, Michigan had a hard time with Marvin Harrison Jr. Michael Penix will get his. Ohio State has the number three total defense in the country. Michigan moved the ball against Ohio State. So they will be able to move the ball against Washington. When you look at the Michigan defense in a lot of categories, number one in the country. If there is any defense built to get a handful of stops on Washington, it is Michigan. And I said this yesterday, because Michigan doesn't play a sexy brand of football because they're not necessarily exciting to watch. They're old school. They just line up and they hit you in the mouth and then McCarthy throws when he has to and they run the ball. And there's nothing thrilling about that. When you watch Washington, it's exciting. So I think there's a, you build into that excitement. You say, man, how is Michigan to stop Washington? You have to let that go and just look at the X's and O's because if you want to talk about exciting, Washington is definitely the more exciting team but I think you're ignoring that Michigan is better in the trenches and a much better defense. Well, I also think that it's important to look at the market because in sports betting, it's not just X's and O's. It's how has the market treated this team all season long? Mm -hmm. And all season long, Washington has been underrated. The past two games, they have been underdogs. 10-point dogs against Oregon. Three-and-a-half-point dogs against Texas. That was the closing line. We got four-and-a-half at the open. And what do they do? They won both of those games outright. So I still feel like Washington is a team that's being overlooked because they play in the Pac-12. How many people could name the head coach of Washington before this week? I would say not that many. I hadn't even heard of his name, you know, that many times before this season, despite his amazing track record. So I still feel like Washington is being a touch undervalued. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. Coming up next year on the show, it is hour two, and we hand out our favorite picks of the weekend in the NFL. Maybe a squad player tool will be thrown in there as well. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Stay right up. For more, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.